Hello and welcome to the Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The makers of Alka-Seltzer welcome you to radio's famous classroom of the air featuring the Quiz Kids. And here's today's first brain teaser. The city of Detroit has grown very rapidly during the past 40 years. But in what field does Detroit hope to be especially proud of its growth in 1948? Well, there it is, kids. Have you folks at home an answer to that one? Well, we'll soon find out what the quiz kids have to say. They're broadcasting this afternoon from Dearborn, Michigan. And here they are, the quiz kids and their genial quiz master, Joe Kelly. Thank you, Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. We're happy to have so many of you attending class this afternoon. As you folks know, during the past week, one quarter of a million boys throughout the nation have been observing Boys Club Week. The Boys Club here in Durban, Michigan, like clubs in hundreds of other cities and communities, has had a week-long series of special events and is now climaxing these uh, celebrations uh, with this Quiz Kids broadcast from Durban's Fordson High School Auditorium. We have a wonderful audience here this afternoon, all very much interested in the purpose of this broadcast to raise funds for a Dearborn Boys uh, Club building. And say, are we ever having a great time? You know, the quiz kids have really gone places and done things since they arrived yesterday in this beautiful and interesting city. We went through the famous Greenfield Village and had our pictures taken in the old McGuffey schoolhouse. We did a big broadcast yesterday at the Veterans Hospital, and believe me, the playground equipment at the Durban Inn has certainly had a workout. But now, quiz cut, uh, it's time to place your thinking cap firmly on your head and get down to business. Here we go with roll call. Joel? I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 11 years old and departmental in the Volta School in Chicago, Illinois. Rennie? I'm Rennie Campbellton. I'm 12 years old and in eighth grade at U-High. Patrick? I am Patrick Owen Conlon. I am 10 years old and 68 to 4th Dearborn School in Chicago. Lonnie? I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 12 years old and in the 7th grade at Lincoln School in Park Ridge, Illinois. And Bobby? I'm Robert Lafayette Burks. I'm 8 years old and in the 4th grade Jefferson School, Gary, Indiana. All right, kids. Now back to that first tricky question from Joe Hillman of Brooklyn, New York. The city of Detroit has grown very rapidly during the past 40 years. But in what field does Detroit hope to be especially proud of its new growth in 1948? Robert? Big stadium because uh, I think it's, uh, they just put in new, uh, new lights for the uh, baseball field. Well, I'll tell you, that's a, that's a pretty good answer, Robert. I'm thinking of a different one. Joe? Well, in the automobile field, isn't it? They expect to have new modern cars. Well, that's also close to uh, what I want, but it still is, uh, Patrick. Well, there's an airfield being built here, and that's uh, that's uh, that would be it. The airfield being built. Well, I'm sure they'd be proud of that, but there's something else, uh, Joe. And man, the field where the football lines play. <laughs> well, you're warm. I want to say, Lonnie. Well, it could be the field of golfers that will tee off in the uh, golf tournament that's being played here. I suppose. Not yet, but uh, later on in the year, I forget what the name of it is. Well, now, wait a minute. I'm going to give you a hint. This uh, new growth that I mentioned uh, is spelled G-R-O-T-H. 
and uh, Lonnie. That's a new set of fielders that the Detroit Tigers have this year. He's a rookie from Great Lakes. So. That's right. Yeah. And his first name is what? John. Johnny Grove. That's right. <laughs> Well, uh, we were tripped up on that one, children, and that means that Joe Hillman of Brooklyn, New York, gets one of those wonderful big $250 Zenith Radio Phonograph combinations right away. That's always Alka-Seltzer's reward when the quiz kids miss your question, folks. If they answer correctly, Alka-Seltzer sends you one of those fine Zenith Transoceanic portable radios in a handsome luggage case. So get those questions in, send them to Quiz Kids Chicago. Say, by the way, Bobby, uh, you're quite a baseball fan. Who do you think is the most valuable player in the Detroit Tigers baseball club? Well, I hope uh, I, I sort of uh, get the right opinion of some of you uh, people in the audience, but I think, well, we'd uh, like your I think the best pitcher might be Al Newhouse. Yeah. Well, I guess you got a pretty good opinion from the folks in the audience here on that, too, didn't you? <laughs> All right. Well, here we go with more questions. And since we're broadcasting today from an automobile city, Arthur M. Waldrop of Hamlin, North Carolina, suggests this question. You are to suppose that you're having trouble with your automobile and you drive into a garage to get a fix. From the following musical selection, can you tell what part of the car needs to be repaired? Here's number one. Lonnie? That spring song by Felix Mandelson, that'd be the spring. That's right, the spring's in the car. Mm hmm. And uh, let's see if we can get this next one. Lonnie? I think, isn't that called Crazy o Over Horses? That's right, yes. The name uh, of it, Horses, Horses, Crazy Over Horses. Well, well maybe the horsepower or something. Well, you're you're warm. You're warm, uh, Robert. Well, uh, in the old days they had horse carts, and you might be uh, going into the garage for some water for the horses. Then <laughs> 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 think it maybe it could be a, a, a track, one of the uh, wheels that goes off the track. Oh, I see. And uh, Joel? Well, it would be the motor where the horsepower is. Well, I guess that's as uh, good uh, an answer as uh, we can get under the circumstances. I I I was thinking of. Uh, uh, a horse connection, you know, sometimes they call them plugs, and uh, so that would be, what, that, what would that be? Really? That'd be spark plugs. That'd be spark plugs. That's what I was thinking about, or not enough horsepower, as you said a while ago. And uh, see if you can get this next one now. Uh-oh. That's A flat. A, a flat tire. A flat tire. A flat. That's right. <laughs> Now, here's a romantic question from Miss Jenny Fitzgerald of Detroit, Michigan, that carries us back to biblical days, kids. What were these young ladies in the Bible engaged in doing when their famous admirers first fell in love with them? The first one is uh, Rachel. What was she doing, Patrick? Well, uh, Rachel was minding the thief when uh, Jacob uh, saw her and fell in love with That's her. That's right. He fell in love with her at first sight, didn't he? And how about Esther? What was Esther doing? Joel? Well, uh, she was what uh, the king had made the maidens that she was to choose between to walk in one by one, so she was walking into his throne room. 
when yeah. he saw her and fell uh-huh. in love with her. That's right. What was the king's name, by the way? Do you? Hazu Harris. Yeah, well, yes. Uh, I, I think it's pronounced uh, Hazu Eris, uh, Joel. Uh-huh. All right. And uh, Shirley Lawrence of Boston, Massachusetts says that some days everything seems to go wrong in her kitchen. She spills things and burns things, and she feels as if all the kitchen appliances and gadgets are complaining. She wonders if you kids can imagine what things in the kitchen might say to her. For instance, the uh, the table might say, if you don't give me a rest, I'll fold up. You get the idea? All right, Rennie. Well, a frying pan that she used too much could say I'm burned up. I'm burned up. That's the idea. And Bobby? Uh, uh, Maybe the coffee cup. The coffee pan might say, I'll boil, I'll get, I'll get hot, which might mean boil, I might boil. You'd be boiling mad. I get it. Don't tell me now, Robert. Yes, sir. And Patrick? Well, uh, if there, if it was a, a mean, one of those can openers which you have on the wall. Yeah. Uh, and if it was a mean one, it might say, uh, uh, you're a screw, so you wouldn't know how to fix me. (laughs) (laughs) And Lonnie? Well, uh, the knights could say, you don't stop using me so much, I'll cut you out. Or... I'll cut you out. Oh, we're getting some dandies here. Uh, really? Well, if, uh, uh, if the same old percolator were rather mean, you could say you're a drip. You're a drip? Oh, that's a dandy. And Joe? Well, the stove could say, uh, well, you better not be bad to me. I had a hot temper. Or it could say, well, you better not be bad to me, or you won't be home home on the range. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, let's see. And uh, the uh, refrigerator could say, well, you better not do that to me or I'll act like ice to you. <laughs> yeah, I'll freeze out about that. Well, uh, the sink might say, uh, instead of go jump in the lake, it might say go sink in the lake. Go sink in the lake. Well, those were all very, very good. And now, children, listen to this next question. I think you'll find it very interesting. I'm sure we all will, Joe. But first, I'd like to make this observation. It's the little things that count. Now, that's an old one, I know. But I'd like you to think of it in connection with just a common, ordinary headache, friends. That's a little thing, certainly. But, oh, how it can count. Adding up to lost hours when it comes to work. Or a whole evening of fun spoiled when it comes to pleasure. But you don't, you don't have to suffer it through. No, sirree. Not when there's a bottle of Alka-Seltzer handy. And, friends, you'll be mighty wise to see that there is Alka-Seltzer on hand all of the time. Then, when a headache makes you feel miserable... Take Alka-Seltzer and just see how soon you begin to feel better. That relief is fast, really fast, because Alka-Seltzer's already dissolved when you take it and right ready to go to work on your headache discomfort. Yes, that's the secret of Alka-Seltzer's fast action, and we know once you've tried it, you'll never want to be without it. Get a 30 or 60 cent size bottle from any drugstore and keep a supply on hand all of the time. When headache causes grief, Misery can be brief. Take Alka-Seltzer or relief. All right, children, here we go with more questions. Mrs. Gracie Will of South Portland, Maine, recalls that many of our bustling cities of today were just uh, once uh, a cluster of houses around a fort in the wilderness. She asks, what cities grew out of these forts? Fort Dearborn, what city? Rennie. Chicago. Chicago, that's right. Fort Duquesne. Lonnie. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, correct. And Fort Contra Train. Joel. Detroit. Detroit, good boy. (laughs) 
Now, during the changeable weather we've been having, children, it's hard enough to tell what we are to expect from day to day, but to confuse us still more, Margaret Ahern of Chicago, Illinois, gives us a weather report in the form of quotation. Now, the name of the person who is quoted will describe the weather. And you must get two out of three. Here's the first quotation. I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. Patrick. Well, that's with Nathan Hale, and that'll be Hale. That would be Hale. Mm-hmm. And uh, see if you can get this next one. You may fire when you are ready, Gridley. Lonnie. Wasn't that David Farragut? No, no. Uh-uh. Joe. Wasn't that Porter? No, wait a second. Dewey. Dewey. So, so it would be uh, sort of moist. You yes, it be. certainly would. It would be dewy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, now then, this next one, this next one here, uh, Rob, we have a little left over. Robert? Well, it, it could be muddy. Yes, it, it could be, uh, if the dew was in the right place, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, see if you kids can get this next one. Well, I hope I'll just give you my opinion. Robert? Well, this is sort of five-six. I don't know who wrote this, but uh, there, there was a wall in there, but it could be uh, rain. I don't know. That's five-six, though. Well, <laughs> yes, it is a little bit, and you'll find out what I mean pretty soon if I have to tell you kids. Uh, Lonnie? Well, didn't Robert Burns say that earlier today? Uh, who? Uh, what Robert you... Burns, our uh, question. That's right. Bobby, our own Bobby Burns said that just a little while ago. Did you hear it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, What kind of weather would that refer to? Bobby. Dry weather. Well, (laughs) yes, it would. No, that's the logical answer. But of course, there's another one too, Joel. Hot. Hot weather, uh huh. Of course, when it's hot, it gets pretty dry. Mm -hmm. Now, here's a math question from. Helena Musi of Mackwahoe, Maine. And if crossing a street were always as complicated as this question sounds, I think I'd just spend the rest of my life in my own backyard. Now listen. A road upon which traffic is heavy is 22 feet wide. Your stride either forwards or backwards is always exactly two feet long. If you take three strides forward and two strides backward continuously in dodging traffic to get across and take a stride every second, how long does it take you to get across? Lonnie. Well, I'd have to uh, work this out. Uh, oh, yes, we've three, got to work this out. You said 22 feet wide. Well, you'd walk, you'd take a three strides, then take three seconds, flip back two, that would be five seconds, and you gain one, you repeat that 21 times, and 5 times 21 is 105, so I believe it would take 105 seconds. No. No, Lonnie, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Uh, Joel? Well, since you go three sides, four and two back, that means you'd go one in five seconds, as Lonnie said. <laughs> so, for 19, it would take 95 seconds, and for the three extra, how, uh... How long does it take you to a fourth stride again? Well, uh, if, uh, if you take three strides forward and two strides backward continuously in dodging traffic to get across and take a stride, a stride every second... Well, then it would be three seconds plus 95 seconds or 98 seconds. No, uh, uh, no that's wrong, Joel. Wait a second. Sorry. Wait a second. Uh, well, then, in that case, let's see. It would be three strides forward and two strides backwards. Yes. Or one stride, and it would take five seconds. And... Let's see. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
So it's... So I think. So... Well, we're going to wait now. This, so a stride is two feet, so it's just like it was 11 strides across. So in that case, when you go eight strides, eight strides, that's eight times five or 40, and the three more strides would be three seconds, so it would be 43 seconds. That's absolutely right, 43 seconds. Oh, boy. Hey, that, that was fine, Joe. I, I thought uh, for sure that we were going to miss that, but uh, you certainly came through on that very, very nicely. That was really a tough one, too. Now, since North American Indians have played an important part in the early history of Dearborn and Detroit, this question from Mrs. Uh, C. Hughes of Los Angeles, California, seems appropriate. You will hear three sound effects. Each one should suggest a specific Indian tribe. Now, listen carefully to the first one. Rennie. Was Blackhawks? Yeah. Part of it was, why yeah. do you say Blackhawks, honey? Well, weren't there black, some Blackhawk Indians out west? Well, it's, well why? Uh, it's this crow. Sound, it could uh, be the crow, too. sound effect. Uh, it could that, be uh, crow. What? It could be the crow Indians, too. Well, I guess uh, yes, that was a crow. It wasn't a hawk. So it would it's be... The crow Indians. That's right. The crow Indians. Uh-huh. See if we can get the next one. <laughs> Joe? Isn't that a current? Uh, flow of water? That's what it is, yes. Let's it's see. water flowing and... What so it, well, there's a Miami River, so it could be the Miami. Well, <laughs> that's all right, Joel. Uh, I was thinking of, uh, of uh, something else here, though. Okay. Well, it could be the Illinois uh, tribe, too. Because there's an Illinois River on the same water. That's right. Sure, uh-huh. And Rennie. If we're going to keep this up, it could be the Delaware. The yes. Delaware River. Yes, it could. And uh, little Bobby has his hand out. What is it, son? Well, I don't, uh, I don't know if, what there was, uh, if it was answered or not, but I believe it's, um, you might, uh, uh, I'm not sure, but I think it was a current tribe. Uh, it might call it. A current tribe? I'm not sure, though. Well, well sorry, I, I forgot that it was. There are a few current tribes. Uh, I'll, I'll admit that. <laughs> <laughs> Lonnie. Cleveland Indians baseball team. There's also the Indianapolis Indians. I, I believe their name is the Indians. Well, uh, you've given team. me some very fine answers, Patrick. Well, the Navajo, the Navajo tribe is still uh, is still in existence now. That'll be a current tribe. Yes, current. it would. Uh, well, I, I'm afraid uh, we're getting a little off the reservation on this. Uh, <laughs> well, so perhaps I better tell you what I was thinking about. This uh, uh, flow of water we heard could have been uh, a creek. And uh, look at that, hands go up now. Uh, Patrick? Well, that'd be the Creek Indians. The Creek Indians, uh-huh. But you gave me some nice answers there. Those were all right, kids. Now, here's, here's a little more complicated sound effect. Listen. All right, kids. Lonnie? Well, it sounded like birds of some kind. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah. Robert? Uh, it could be cardinals, could they? <laughs> Joel. Well, it sounded like a man sawing a piece of wood. Well, that was part of the sound, so, yeah. Uh, so? Well, or well a little pun, it would be a Sioux Indian. Well, no, no. You're right about the sawing part. Pat. Well, would that be the Arkansas tribe? <laughs> well, no. I'm, uh, the first uh, sound we had there, can we identify that? Lonnie? Well, I was just going to say that sawing wood sometimes means uh, sleeping or something, so it could be in connection with first a bird and then 
some something about sleep. Well, now wait a minute. Now the first part of the sound we heard was supposed to be a chick. So, Joe. A chickasaw. Chickasaw. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, that was a that was a little far fetched. Anyway, uh, and that means that uh, that uh, the chap who uh, Mr. C. Hughes of Los Angeles, who sent that question in, will receive one of the big two hundred and fifty dollars Zenith Radio Phonograph combinations from the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Now, before I ask this next question, Quiz Kid, I'd like to remind our listeners that this classroom session, like all of our others, is entirely unrehearsed. That's a true statement, Joe Kelly. And here's another: Alka-Seltzer is so good for so many common ailments. And that is so true, friends. Think back to the last time a nerve-wracking day brought on an irritating headache. Remember how soon Alka-Seltzer had you back on the sunny side again? And the other night when you knew you shouldn't, but you did eat that other piece of pie, that miserable upset feeling of acid indigestion could have kept you awake. But remember, it didn't because of the fast relief Alka-Seltzer brought you. And just the other day when you decided to see how it felt to have the garden spade in your hand again... Your muscles were pretty tired and sore by the time you finished. But remember how soon Alka-Seltzer helped you to feel better. And say, it probably hasn't been so long ago that you put Alka-Seltzer's ABC cold comfort treatment to work on that spring cold that was making you feel so miserable. And remember how quickly it eased that feverish, ache-in-every-bone feeling? Oh, you bet. Alka-Seltzer is so good for so many common ailments that you'll never want to be without it in your home. So, friends, when you buy, get that extra package, too. That's the wisest thing to do. Now, children, we ought to have some fun with this baseball question. Anne Chappelle of Redwood City, California, wants you to get up a complete meal by using the names or nicknames of baseball players, past or present. All right, who wants to start it off? Rennie? Well, you could have Ty Cobb, Georgia Peach. Yeah, we have Peach, uh huh. And, uh, better go on. Bonnie? <laughs> well, there's a Rabbit Marinville, Rabbit. Yeah, I have a Rabbit. Short stop. That's and right. also there's a Babe. You could have, a, like, a baby pig and a baby, uh, or a baby rabbit or any kind of a baby. You could have uh, Babe Ruth and yeah. Babe Herman and uh-huh. Babe Young and Babe Phelps. And... Yeah. Pat? Well, there'd be uh, maybe the Iron Horse for horse meat, or uh, <laughs> or a uh, uh, mule for uh, for uh, George Haas was mule. Mule Haas, yes. And uh, Robert. Uh, this is uh, I don't know if you, this would make a good meal with the rest of the, uh, the food that they uh, put in, but uh, peanuts, Lowry. Peanuts, Lowry. Oh, have to have some peanuts, George. Sure, you bet. Now we can't forget good old peanuts, Rennie. Well, I was just going to say, you could, uh, you could use the Cambys, you could use the Cubs, a bear mate. Well, yes. Yeah. Of course, we're trying to confine this to names of, oh. uh, of players. Yeah. Joel? Well, uh, you could have Clint Hightongue, uh, Heights of Meat, or in Stanley Hack, you could have some hacked up meat. Yes, yeah, some hacked up meat, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Robert again. Well, uh, there, 
uh, there would be Bill Nicholson. I don't, this is far, very far stretched from uh, the name, but um, Bill Nicholson, there would be a blow on a duck, and you could have uh, a, a, a make from a duck. That's right. You could have, uh, yeah, sure. Or, or any um, animal with a bill. Well, sure. That's all right. And Patrick? Well, there'd be uh, no cops, the mad Russian. You might have Russian caviar. Yeah, so you could. Bonnie? Well, this doesn't sound too appetizing to me, but I guess it can be eaten. That'd be Chris Speaker, the Gray Eagle. And as Robert said, almost anyone whose name begins with Bill, there are a lot of them. Yes, that's true. And Joel? Well, then there's Ramsell Ram. Ram, huh? Or a Hogsworth Hog. Okay, well, I think we've got, we've set a pretty nice table here, so we'll go along to our next question. Here's a tuppy from Elizabeth M. Ballou of Chattanooga, Tennessee. She wants you to identify a possible presidential candidate whose first name is the same as the last name of one of the United States presidents of the past. Get two out of three. Joel. Well, uh, that would be, the past president would be uh, Chester Arthur, and the te- presidential candidate would be Arthur Vandenberg. Arthur Vandenberg, that's uh, right. Michigan. Yeah, that's right. That's the idea. Identify the possible candidate whose last name is the same as the first name of a past president. Lonnie? Oh, um, I was thinking the last name of another president. Joe? Well, it would be Earl Warren would be the same as Warren Gamaliel Harding. That's right. That's absolutely right. And it could have been uh, Joe Martin, Jr., uh, with uh, Martin uh, Van Buren as the past president. Identify the possible candidate with the same three initials as the president of the United States. Lonnie. That was Taft. No. No. Joe. Uh, well, that would be Harry S. Truman. H.S.T., that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I only asked for two out of three, and he gave me three out of three on that one. Mrs. J.H. Clatty of Castle Shannon, Pennsylvania, wants to hear a little discussion on this question, kids. Uh, which do you prefer, a school for all boys or all girls, or a coeducational school where there are both boys and girls? Lonnie? Well, I imagine you're uh, talking about colleges now. I think that it's uh, much better to have a coeducational school because... Uh, well, I wouldn't like to go to a girls' school if I was a girl because there wouldn't be any football team to root for. And uh, it gives the uh, children a better op- opportunity to meet uh, those of the other sex and get acquainted with them. I know just what you mean, Lonnie. Are you ready? Well, I am a girl, and I am interested in football, and I would like to say that when you go to a girls' school, and you can go to a boy from almost any of the other schools around and cheer for almost any of the other teams, whereas if you're a boy, and you go to, if you don't go to a co-educational school, you've got to cheer for that school, and if the other teams are good, you're just out of luck. That's good logic, yes. And, uh, Joel? Well, the best thing is a co-educational School where some of the... Uh, what did you say, Joe? Co-educational. Yes, that's what I thought you said. Where Go some ahead. of the subjects are taken separately and some of them together. Uh-huh. And, uh, Robert? I think a co-educational school would be better because uh, this is uh, for the girls here that uh, are sort of young, but um, uh, they will get acquainted with more boys and know who to uh, marry by the time they get out of college. Oh, now, wait. Now, Robert, please. 
<laughs> that was cute. <laughs> well, children, you all heard the school bell. As usual, it means class is over for today. We aren't handing out report cards because this special program was not scored, but you were fine students, very proud of you. And, of course, you all receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. Now, we want to say to the members of the Dearborn Boys Club, you've been grand hosts. Our thanks to Mr. Fred Knorr and Mr. Walter Patterson and to all of you for this most wonderful visit to your city. Now, next Sunday, we'll be back in our regular Chicago classroom with the winners of two weeks ago, uh, Joel, Patrick, Lonnie, and Richard Cravens, appearing on our board of young experts and competing with Jack Rooney, age 15. We hope uh, to mark all you listeners present in school, too. So plan to be with us, won't you? Don't be tardy. Until next Sunday, then, same time, same station, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz, kids. Goodbye, kids. Goodbye, Goodbye. 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 Mothers, are you having trouble getting your growing children to take their vitamins this spring? Try giving them one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. Each one-a-day brand multiple capsule contains all the vitamins for which the amount needed for grown-ups and children has been established. What's more, one capsule every day is all they take. And one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules are low in cost. A full two-month supply for only $2. Ask your druggist for one-a-day brand vitamins. Good for growing children and adults. Remember, for vitamins the easy way, for vitamins the thrifty way, the brand you want is one a day. Listen to the Quiz Kids every week and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.